This is the Pipeline Podcast, where you'll get to know the next generation of Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's see who's coming down the pipeline today with your host, Dylan Tyre. Welcome to another edition of the Pipeline Podcast. Really, really excited for this week's episode, and I'm happy to have you back with me to get to know Blue Jackets prospect James Malatesta. It's it's a really fun interview. I really enjoyed getting to know James. Uh, he's got a ton of energy, really nice guy, really smart guy, and he's somebody that I'm going to be rooting for going forward. I think he has a real shot to be something special for the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Blue Jackets organization. A little bit about James. He was drafted by the Blue Jackets in the fifth round, 133rd overall of this past summer's 2021 NHL entry draft, currently in his third season with the Quebec Rampart parts of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He's really had a terrific season there. The Remparts, one of the top teams in the queue this season. They're coached by an NHL legend in Patrick Waugh, but this season, James has been really, really strong. He's got 21 goals and 24 assists for 45 points in 59 games at the time of this recording. He's also got seven goals in his last 10 games at the time of this recording, so really, really hot right now is James Malatesta. A big opportunity for him coming up. There's just a few more games left in his season ahead of the postseason, so a really, really big opportunity for James Malatesta to make some noise in the playoffs as well. The more experience, the better, right? Especially when it comes to postseason hockey and that uh, really, really tough style of hockey. A little more about James. He's a left wing. He shoots left. Uh, he's a native of Quebec, so French-Canadian. Stands at five foot nine, 190 pounds, so a little bit on the shorter side, but he's really, really impressed people with his size, with his physical physicality and with the work that he puts in in the weight room in the offseason as well we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that with James uh, coming up here in a few moments but this guy he's he's ripped he's he's very well built and that plays into his game as well he's a bulldog he's not afraid to run people over really quick as well and he has that scoring touch I just mentioned it 45 points in 59 games this season in the queue so really really good stuff from James Malatesta and like I said Overall, a very, very nice guy. So let's get into it right now. Here he is, Blue Jackets prospect, James Malatesta. All right, James, so you're a good Canadian boy, and this is how I start every interview with all of our Blue Jackets prospects that we talk to. I'm curious how you got into the game. So obviously, easy to get into playing hockey in Canada, but what was the story for you? How did you fall in love with the sport? Um, well, I think it started all on, on my street that I grew up on, uh, playing road hockey as a little kid. Uh, you know, I think a lot of young, young players start there with their buddies on the street. Um, and then from there, it gradually went on when I was old enough to, to start skating and learning how to skate on the ice with my dad as, you know, kind of my mentor when I was younger, taking me to the rinks and uh, spending countless hours with me, um, shooting pucks in my basement. And then I think just from there, you know, watching the game on TV and seeing uh, how far it could take you and the things that, you know, it can do and that potentially being your job in, in your life, I think that uh, really motivated me. And then from there, just the love from the game, uh, you know, made me made me uh, fall in love with it and do everything that I do and put the countless hours in that, you know, I've done. So it was always your dream to become a pro hockey player from the start. Yeah, that, that, that's what I had my mindset on from when I was a little kid. All right, so I take it you were a big fan of the National Hockey League then. Were the Montreal Canadiens your team, being a French-Canadian yourself, or did you like some other teams? No, I mean, they were definitely my favorite team. You know, they're, they're like my, my hometown team. I went to go watch them also, uh, you know, a good amount of times when I was younger. So 
I think watching them play and going to the games there and getting the vibe for the atmosphere and the fan base that, you know, an NHL team can have, um, you know, was really cool. So, uh, so that definitely, you know, made me want to want to get to that level even more. And there's no better place to see a National Hockey League game, definitely in Canada, probably in the entire NHL, than in Montreal. Electric atmosphere, electric environment in Montreal, so a great place to grow up. Who are some of the guys that you looked up to in the National Hockey League and maybe tried to model your game after when you were younger? And maybe some guys even in the modern NHL now that you look at and say, hey, yeah, I'd like to play like him. Um, Well, when I was younger, I watched a lot of, you know, obviously Montreal games, so I watched a lot of, you know, Gallagher, um, Galchenyuk when he was there, uh, Pacioretty when he was there. Um, So, yeah, no, I think, you know, a lot of those guys when I was younger watching the Habs and, you know, watching them when they were also pretty young in the league, um, you know, I watched a lot of their games. But I think nowadays, you know, a lot of – I try and watch a lot of players and, you know, bring different aspects into my game. Like, you know, I think with Matthews, you look at his release and his shot – it's just at a different level that, you know, you try and maybe look at things that he does during a game that maybe you can try and practice and then eventually, you know, bring that into a game. Um, and then you look at McDavid with his speed, Crosby with his edge work. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different players, you know, Marshawn with, you know, his compete level, his vision, uh, Pasternak, his shot. So, I mean, I can keep naming players forever and uh, Line A, his shot. So, you know, there, there's a bunch of different players that, I like to look at and you know I think a lot of hockey players do this as well you just kind of look at what each player does and then you know you try and bring little aspects of every every player into your game. You sound pretty obsessed with the National Hockey League and hockey in general would you fancy yourself a hockey nerd and somebody that watches a ton of games and breaks things down? Yeah I'd say I'm I'm a student of the game you know I like to I like to watch a, a lot of hockey I mean you know this past weekend we were on a we were on a road trip and um, the days that we had off we we actually went to go watch hockey games. So, um, you know, I love watching hockey games if it's in live or on television or, um, you know, I love playing hockey and I love watching it. So, yeah. That's awesome. Have you watched a lot of Blue Jackets games since you've been drafted by the team? I'm sure it's a little bit harder to watch Blue Jackets games up in Canada, but have you caught what you've been able to? Well, yeah, I try and whenever I have a chance and I see they're playing, if it's not on TV, I, I always like try and live stream it. But, um, but yeah, no, I've watched a couple of their games and, uh, and yeah, you know, I mean, they're, they're known for, for their work ethic, their hard work and competing. And, you know, they're obviously pretty skilled this year. So, um, yeah, it was, there was a good couple of games that I've watched. I know you a bit as a player and everything that you just described, the way the Blue Jackets play, I think that fits you to a T as a player, right? For our listeners that aren't familiar with you, and you mentioned a player like Brendan Gallagher, who I'm sure really fits what you want to be in the National Hockey League one day. What kind of player are you for our fans that uh, maybe aren't as familiar with you? Um, well, for me, you know, to, to get to that level, I think my, my game is, you know, I'm, I compete hard. Um, I have good speed good shot so I think I have all the qualities and then you know that I have that kind of extra you know grit in my game Um, you know if it's around the net or in the corners or you know finishing my checks kind of that that little that extra thing that I think will get me to the next level is um, you know that extra grit and that extra compete level that I have in my game along with you know um, some good skills and, uh, and good speed. 
Yeah, that's good to hear. And I, I'm curious with all that in mind, because some of those things that you mentioned there, the grit, finishing checks, that's stuff that you add to your game a little bit later on, right? So at what point for you did you figure that maybe you could make something out of hockey? Maybe you could be a pro one day. How old were you and, and where were you at in your career at that point? Um, well, I'd say it was probably, I always loved the game and, you know, dreamt about going far with it and you know it taking me places that I thought I could have never went so I'd say like you know around close to my midget year when I was going into midget triple a and then we had a spectacular run in the uh, in the playoffs and then that's when back then I was getting a lot of university division one offers Um, then it was the Q draft as well so you know I had like some teams getting in contact with me and I was getting offers and then after um, you know, when, when Pat sat down with me, Patrick Roy, and took the time to, you know, talk to me and really convince me to come here, I was like, okay, you know, like, wow, he wants me. So, you know, he has a lot of confidence in me. And, you know, from there, I think my confidence just went up. And I was like, you know, if I, if I keep putting in the hours and the time and work here, I, I think I can, I can do something special. Yeah, you mentioned right there, Patrick Roy, NHL legend is your head coach right now um, yeah. in Quebec. And obviously that's, that's a game changer right there when he's talking to you and he wants you, right? But uh, talk to me about that NCAA route. Was that at all a reality for you at any point? And what was that process like deciding that you would play major junior? Yeah, so during, during my midget season, I'd say it was when I got the majority of my, uh, my offers. And I visited a, a good amount of schools, I think maybe four or five schools. Um, and I also visited some prep schools that I was going to go to the following year. Um, so yeah, my mind was, you know, set since I was younger, it was, it was set on, on D one university and then going to prep school. <clears throat> so yeah. And then when I got drafted by Quebec, uh, I was actually writing my SATs. So I didn't even know I got drafted. And then after I checked and I was like, Oh my God, Quebec. So, you know, obviously I played a lot of, uh, I played uh, the Pee Wee Quebec tournament here. And, you know, when you're younger, everyone's in awe, you walk into the rink. And I remember saying to myself, like, man, the team that gets to play here every game is, you know, super lucky and stuff. So, um, so yeah, and then I, I agreed that I'd come down for the 48 hours to the, uh, to the camp. And uh, from there, you know, Pat, Pat showed us the whole rink. Um, my parents, you know, got to meet the teachers that I go to school with. So I think we felt very comfortable from there. And then after that, even there, I was like, I got back in the car with my parents and I was like, man, like, you know, like I really like that place. Like, you know, I kind of, I felt, I felt like the warmth and everything right away. So, uh, so technically after that, I just, you know, back and forth, you know, my agent was coming over, we were talking, you know, trying to pros and cons of both sides, things like that. But then at the end of the day, it was just, you know, where I felt most comfortable going and me and my family and, um, you know, Pat had a lot of trust in us and we had a lot of trust in him as well. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I'm very happy with, uh, with the choice that I've made. Yeah. It sounds like a dream scenario for you. You're close to home. You're in a place that is, you know, beautiful to play, obviously a great environment and you have an NHL <coughs> legend as your head coach and general manager. So tell me what that's like, what having Patrick Waugh behind the bench is like and what he's meant for your game as you've progressed through the queue and now have been drafted by the Blue Jackets and hopefully will play in the NHL someday. Yeah, so I think um, when I came in my first year, I had a, you know, a good amount of like holes in my game, things where I, could, I, I wanted to improve in, um, you know, like my defensive zone, um, 
also, you know, wall plays on breakouts as a winger and uh, being more patient with the puck, things like that. And I think that over the past couple of years, I mean, I look at my game now and if I were to look at a game my first year and look at a game now or even last year, I think, you know, those are things that I've, I've gone better in. And, um, you know, it's all because of, uh, of the hard work that we put in in practice. And, you know, after practice, sometimes uh, Patsy's on the ice with me. We do a couple of drills and stuff. So I'm, I feel more confident and better in the things that we're doing. And also just every day, you know, he comes to the rink with a smile on his face, which makes, you know, all the players have smiles on their face. He has that winning mentality, you know, he knows how to build a winning culture. So whenever we come to the rink, we know it's business, but he also knows when it's time to have fun. And, you know, he's a very cool, uh, cool person to have around in the room. I feel like I looked at your stats over the course of your Q career and you're in your third season in the Q right now and you're a very consistent player. It's like you almost have the exact same stats in the same amount of games every mm-hmm. single season, but you're really hot right now. You've got seven goals in your last 10 games at the time of this recording. Is your game right now, does it feel the best it has all season long? Yeah, you know, I think, I think during the season I had a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, I think a lot of players go through, go through that. And I think it's just how you bounce back. And, you know, I, I think... Coming back after Christmas, I, I was a bit, you know, on a, on a little drought. Um, and, you know, the best way to come out of that is just to stick to your game and, and play to your identity. And that's what I've done. And, you know, finishing the season on a, on a high note, going into the playoffs, feeling good about yourself and as a team, I think is very important. So for the last, uh, for the last nine, eight, nine games here, you know, we're just going to try and do the same thing. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to try and go into the playoffs with, uh, with a good amount of confidence and, uh, and yeah, what are the expectations for your team? Because what you're tied for first place in the queue right now. So is it, you know, win things there and then Memorial Cup? What are all the expectations and what are the hopes for you this year? Um, well, I think we have our, our, bar, our bar pretty high. You know, at the beginning of the year, we knew we, we were a special team and that we could, you know, accomplish a good amount of things. You know, I think we have a very skilled team, but we also work very hard. Um, so yeah, I think. You know, we're going to focus on the last eight, nine games here. Um, You know, we don't want to look too far ahead of ourselves. But, you know, we just want to finish, you know, feeling confident, you know, as a team and where our game is. And uh, from there, you know, we're just going to, you know, take care of business uh, in the playoffs. And, you know, it's obviously a new season. So we're going to be we're going to be seeing teams that we've played or, you know, teams maybe that we've lost to in the playoffs. But or I mean, regular season, we'll see them in the playoffs and stuff. But, uh, you know, everything that happened in the regular season doesn't really matter because, you know, it's, uh, it's only amount. You, it's three games that you lose and you're out and stuff. So you can lose one night, win the next, and, you know, so you just have to focus, uh, focus in the moment. What's that playoff atmosphere like playing major junior hockey? Because, you know, I'm from the United States and I've always looked north and, you know, there are some major junior teams in the States and I've always thought that's the coolest thing ever. It's like a mini NHL in some of these towns. So what's the playoff atmosphere like there for you? Well, that's a good question because my first year got shut down because of COVID. And then last year we didn't have any fans in the, in the stands for the playoffs. So. So I'm asking myself the same question, but I think, uh, you know, with the, with the fan base that we have in the arena we have and also the team we have, I think we're going to attract a lot of fans. And, uh, you know, I just can't wait to, to see this place uh, packed the uh, first game of the playoffs. But I think it's going to be pretty cool. And, you know, it's definitely going to motivate us every night to, to give it our all. All right. Tell me about being drafted by the Blue Jackets. What was that whole draft process like for you? Did you think you may go a little bit earlier than you did? Did you think you may go later than you did? And 
And what was the communication like with the Blue Jackets before and after the draft? Yeah, I think, you know, before the draft, you see all these, uh, you see all the projections uh, above you. And, you know, I think, I think not that, you know, people shouldn't really look at that too hard. I mean, uh, you know, I knew it said where I was going to go and stuff, but I just wanted to get drafted. And then from there, you know, I think, I think everyone just has to show the team that drafted them, you know, why they drafted them and, you know, give them uh, something to like about you. And so when I was drafted by Columbus, we had a good, yeah, I think we had one or two meetings during before, like before the draft. And, um, and yeah, you know, I think they went really well and I felt confident. And uh, when I saw they had those back-to-back picks in the fifth round, I was like, you know, I was, I was waiting all the way to the fifth. And I was getting a bit nervous at that point. And I was like, I was like, okay, you know, here, here it is, you know, uh, here's my time. And then when I saw my name pop up, it was just, you know, just complete joy with me and my family that was at my house. And, uh, and yeah, it was a very surreal, surreal feeling. And, you know, it's a moment that, that I'll, uh, I'll keep with me for the rest of my life. Who is the first phone call from, from the Blue Jackets organization? Who did you hear from first? I'm pretty sure I heard from, uh, from Rick first. Oh, very cool. What does that mean to you? Every guy that I've talked to, you know, that's the biggest thing for these Blue Jackets prospects is that, you know, Rick Nash is in charge of all of your development, which is really, really cool to have an NHL legend like that. Not just an NHL legend, but a legend for the team that he's working for. And, you know, he's a guy that knows Columbus and loves Columbus. So how cool is that for you, a Canadian kid who watched him win gold medals with Canada to get that phone call and and really have communication with Rick Nash and have Rick Nash be the link between you and the Blue Jackets organization while you're not here right now? Yeah, no, I think it's very special. And, you know, I try and take full advantage of that if I have, you know, any questions or anything. Um, You know, he says, don't hesitate, reach out, which I think is really cool. And yeah, getting that call, I mean, you know, I think that's the moment where it kind of kicked in, like, you know, you're, you're drafted in the big leagues now and, and, you know, you just have to continue working hard, but yeah, no, it's, I think it's very cool. And, you know, he knows the game so well and he knows what you have to do to, you know, to get to that level and to stay there as well. So to have him, you know, him and, and also Derek Dorsett and just a lot of people in the organization there to, for, you know, any of your needs or anything that you, that you need, you know. I think they're, they're a very good organization and, um, and yeah, you know, to have people like that in it, taking care of you, I think is uh, very special as well. What's the communication with the Blue Jackets organization been like as your season has gone on? Are you guys talking a lot, a little bit, or is there just kind of a steady flow of, you know, check in every now and again? Um, I, I say we've been talking a good amount. I mean, uh, Doris came to, I think three, four of my games this season and, uh, you know, whenever he comes down, we always try and go grab a bite to eat, catch up, see how things are, uh, you know, on both of our ends, hockey and off, uh, off the rink. And um, a couple of weeks ago, Rick came to one of my games. Um, we got to chat a bit after, uh, you know, just catch up, talk, see how things have been. And um, also the, the strength coach, Nick, he, he calls, I think about, he calls about every month, you know, just see how my strength is conditioning, um, you know, if there's anything that he can do to, to let him know. So I think it's been very good, uh, the communication. So, you know, they have a, they have a good, they, they know how, what it's like, what it's been like for me during the season, you know, um, when it's been more busy or not. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's been very good, the communication and, uh, and yeah. 
Tell me about your strength and conditioning, because I think a lot of people in Columbus were impressed <clears throat> when you came for development camp and training camp. And that's a big part of your game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I focus on that a lot in the summer, uh, you know, going in the gym and, you know, that's something that I love to do. I don't wake up in the morning and dread it and be like, Oh, I have to go to the gym. You know, it's something that I look forward to and, you know, I take pride in. So, um, yeah, for sure. I think showing up to the, to the blue guy, to the blue jackets camp last year in shape, uh, you know, really helped me. And, you know, I think it, it turned a couple of eyes, you know, you see me, I'm not maybe the, the tallest guy, but you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm sturdy and, you know, I'm not the easiest guy to move on the ice as well. So, um, yeah, no, for sure. But, you know, this year with, with the tight schedule we have, it's a hard to get a lot of gym sessions in, but it's, you know, for sure when I have the time, I, I go in the gym and, uh, and I train hard. All right. Tell me about that experience at Blue Jackets camp that I'm sure that's eye-opening to be with all these different NHL players and things like that, but did it help your game? Do you think? Yeah, for sure. I think it really did. And, you know, seeing that I was, I was able to, you know, keep up and, and play at that, that level and that high pace game, um, you know, really made me have, you know, a lot of confidence and believe in myself and, um, and also going to, you know, everyone going to the main camp after as well and getting to practice and play against the NHLers, I think, uh, was very cool. And, um, and yeah, you know, obviously being on the ice and sharing the ice with, with those guys was something special. And I think, you know, they, they push you pretty well and, you know, it was a very good compete level out there. So it was a great experience. Does that do something for you confidence-wise? Thinking back to the beginning of this season in the queue, when you step on the ice for the first time, you can think to yourself, yeah, I've already played with NHLers and seen how it's been. So does that do something for you as well? I always ask that question because I think for me, if I were in that scenario, I think I would get a lot of confidence from that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, I think it gives you a tremendous amount of confidence. And, you know, I think that's good for your game because – you know, every player, I think they're at their best when they have a lot of confidence in themselves and they just feel comfortable on the ice. So I think coming back into, into Quebec after the training camp, I definitely came back with a lot of confidence. Tell me about yourself off the ice. What are some of your interests, TV, movies, music? What do you like to do? Um, so off the ice, I, well, I'm a big sports guy. So all around, I like watching, uh, you know, football, uh, I like watching a bit of baseball, you know, the playoffs, uh, basketball right around the corner. They're starting up soon, the playoffs. So, you know, I'm a big sports guy. I like watching that. Um, and then other than that, I mean, off the ice, you know, I like just spending time with my family, relaxing, uh, catching up with some buddies. And um, music, I'd say I'm, you know, a rap. I like, I like rap, but I also like a lot of other songs. Like, I think coming to Quebec here, we, we listen to like a good amount of country. So I've turned into a, you know, a bit of a country guy as well. Um, and then, yeah, I think Netflix shows. I wasn't that big into Netflix until last year because we had so much time off with COVID that, you know, I had a lot of free time on my hands. So um, I think I, I watched Friends last year for the first time. So I finished that whole series in, you know, a couple of weeks. Because when I watch it, I, I don't like, you know, I get rid of it and like, I watch at least three, four episodes a day and then it, so yeah, I think, uh, and then yeah, Prison Break, I've seen uh, Top Boy, it's like, you know, a good, uh, good series that I've seen as well. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been through a lot of, a lot of series and, and movies. All right, good to hear. So new into Netflix, that's very interesting. Uh, did you play other sports growing up? Or were you just a hockey player? 
No, I did play other sports. I played uh, soccer, lacrosse, and football. Was hockey your best? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd say I was, I was pretty good at football as well. And then when it came down to it, I, it was like between hockey and football that I was like, you know, choosing because they were kind of conflicting with each other. So I, I had to choose one or the other, but I, I chose hockey. What position did you play in football? Running back. Yeah, I figured as much. I, you've got the running back build and the speed. Yeah. I thought you would say running, running back or linebacker maybe, but yeah, I, uh, definitely a running back. Who's your favorite football team? Is or I don't know how it works in Canada. Are you a fan of one NFL team or do you just like <laughs> the league as a whole? Uh, I don't know. What's the closest team to, to Quebec, I guess? Uh, Buffalo? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, my dad growing up, he watched a lot of like the Giants. Okay. So I watched a lot of the Giants, but like they're not really a team you can ride with because they're never in the playoffs. <laughs> but like I watched them during the season, but when it comes like the playoff time, um, I mean like last year I was like I was going with for the Bengals because I mean like I like I like a good underdog story. Um, but other than that, I think previous years before, I think, you know, I like Mahomes, so I was I was watching the Chiefs as well. Some people might call me a bandwagon, but when you when you like the Giants, you know you gotta you gotta go for another team in the playoffs. So yeah, fair enough. And hopefully you're in Columbus and can see some uh, AFC title games between the Bengals and the Chiefs going forward. Little Mahomes versus Burrow action in the future. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that's awesome. And with the future in mind, you know, we'll finish up here. And I really appreciate the time, James. This was great, and I'm happy to get to know you. You're a great guy. Uh, what does the future look like for you? Obviously, you've got the playoffs coming up, but what are your goals this offseason and then going forward into next season? Um, yeah, so, you know, right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be focusing on here on my time in Quebec. You know, I think, I think we can make a good run in the playoffs, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and then after that, you know, I think uh, just training in the offseason, you know, coming down to Columbus for development camp, um, you know, uh, doing good over there, going back to the rookie camp, uh, for the rookie tournament in Traverse, um, have, a, have a good good rookie tournament over there. Um, and yeah, I think, I think just making them, you know, confident and comfortable with me and making them happy and, uh, and you know, just keep progressing in my game and working on, on things that, you know, will, will help me on the ice. And then coming back to Quebec next year and, uh, and yeah, just be ready and confident and, and have a good season. All right, James. Well, like I said, really appreciate the time. It was great to get to know you. Very, very interesting. I'm, I'm rooting for you now that I know you as well, so that's good. Um, mm -hmm. Best of luck in the postseason, and I'll probably see you in a couple of months here in person uh, at development camp, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, thank you very much. It was great speaking with you. So again, that's Blue Jackets prospect James Malatesta. They drafted him in the fifth round, 133rd overall in the 2021 NHL entry draft. And can you see what I mean? Really smart, really energetic, really fun, very insightful. I loved getting to know James Malatesta, so I will certainly be rooting for him going forward, and I really do believe he could be something for the Blue Jackets. You know, he's a later-round draft pick, but he's been consistent in his time in Quebec. Uh, he's been consistent in his time this season with the Quebec Remparts. Again, one of the top teams in the queue this year. Real opportunity to make some noise in the postseason, and I think James is going to be a big part of that. Um, he scored goals. He's scoring more and more goals right now, and he really plays that tough physical style that I think translates well 
to postseason hockey and you know it translates well to what the Blue Jackets do as well right that's how a lot of the Blue Jackets play and that's what the Blue Jackets want to do going forward that tough hard to play against energetic style that always plays in the National Hockey League so that has me thinking that James Malatesta might have something going for him going forward but that will do it for this week's edition of the Pipeline Podcast great big thank you to James Malatesta for joining me Uh, all the best to James as he starts the postseason here in a couple of weeks and of course I'd like to say thank you for joining me this week on the Pipeline Podcast can't wait to do it again soon